0: Okay, we're going to answer questions today, and I have another one in my pocket to answer, so we'll keep answering, and as long as you keep asking. You could ask forever, and we'd answer questions forever, so we're happy to do that. It's a really important part of what we do, and we're happy to do it. I have a question today, and the book of James, chapter 2, is going to be where we're going to be thinking from, James, chapter number 2. Um... <clears throat> It has to do with a very, very old question that people have been discussing for years. How do we deal with faith or works? How do we deal with that? Some people say you just need to have faith. You've got to believe and you're all set. Some people say, no, you don't. You've got to have works. And it's a very old argument Martin Luther was that German monk who really dealt with this argument and was really serious about it because, of course, he was in the Catholic Church. And at that time in particular, the Catholic Church basically said this, we don't care what you believe. We don't care. We're not interested in what you believe. Say five Hail Marys or whatever, okay, give us money, and uh, take communion. You're all set, all right? And do these things, and you're gonna be okay. And Martin Luther started to scratch his head, and he said, you know what? I don't think that's true. I don't think that's enough. And he started to go into the Bible, and particularly in the book of Romans, and he found out that we have to believe got to believe and so he stood up and he said you guys say it's works give your money say your prayers and you're all set and i say no you have to believe and what he did was he nailed on front of his church door a list of 91 topics that he wanted to discuss that's a lot of discussion okay but he nailed it up on the church door and that just went wild and all over the place, people started to say, "Who's this guy? I think he is just saying all you got to do is believe. You got to do what we tell you to do." And he stood up against it and and fought back. And so that was the argument that had come as the church became more and more and more well, not even really the church at all, okay? Because they said, "You just give us your money, we'll make sure you get to heaven," and they were. And they were selling indulgences, they called it. In other words, uh, if you're, you know, worried about going to heaven, pay this much and we'll make sure you get there. Which is the most arrogant thing that came out of people's mouths for many, many years, okay? Uh, Of course, we know that's not the case. But somewhere uh, there's, uh, well, all right, do we just believe? Martin Luther said, you believe. That's all you got to do is believe. And when it came to this passage in James that we're about to look at, Martin Luther said, I don't think James belongs in the Bible. Get rid of it. (laughs) Uh And you say, gee, that was kind of, he shouldn't have said that. Yeah, well, you understand what he was living through? He was living through trying to reestablish a fact that had disappeared for 500 years. And he was going to bring it back that you have to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. And uh, he was fighting, and he had to fight hard, all right? Uh, They they tell the story when he went in the castle in Wittenberg where he was hiding because they had condemned him to die. Uh, He said that Satan was so near to me that I threw my inkwell at him. And he took his inkwell and threw it at Satan. Uh, he said, I can feel him that close. And so certainly Satan didn't want this information out. He likes to keep it the other way. So where do we find out, well, how does this go? And so James adds this very important comment. So we're in James chapter 2 we'll think about <clears throat> the question that comes, of, what is it? Faith or works? Or how do they work together? James chapter 2 verse 17 even so faith if it had not works is dead being alone so he says okay so you say you have faith and if all you got is faith and you have no works you don't do anything then your faith is dead that's how he puts it now watch this Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by thy works. So you come up and you say, I got faith. Yeah? Prove it. Prove it. Well, it's in there. Prove it. Prove it, what he's saying. Come on, let's see you prove it. He says, I can prove mine by the things that I do. Now here's the clincher. Verse 19. And this is a very important verse. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. So you say well you can walk around and say hey I believe in God. Okay. So does Satan. He believes in God. The demons believe in God. They know that God is real. They know that God is there. So obviously there's another dimension to faith, all right? So otherwise the demon would be all set. He says, I believe in God. Ask any demon. Watch in the Bible. Jesus comes up to the the demon-filled guy and says, hey, you. And the demon goes, get away from me, son of God. They knew who he was. Don't come around me, son of God. Don't condemn me, son of God. Leave me alone, son of God. Why are you torturing me, son of God? And so the demons know who God is. So if you say, well, I got faith. I believe that there's a God. That's not enough. That is not enough. That is not defining faith for what it is. Now, if you look back a couple pages to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We have here really the best definition of faith in the whole bible hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6 there's a definition of faith given by apostle paul but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so faith He says it has two parts. Two parts. Number one, that he has got to believe that God is or that God exists. Okay? Have to believe that God is there, that he's real, that he exists. But that's obviously not enough because a demon also believes that. So that's one part. The second part is... You've got to believe that he rewards those who seek him. So in other words, faith has to say, yes, I believe that God is real, but I also believe that if I pursue God, if I try to find God, then it's worth it. If I follow God, I obey God, it's worth it. It will reward me, it will it will turn out to my better, and obviously we know that's true. All right. Real faith is rewarded by God. So now let's go back to James and see what he says here. Again, verse 19, James 2, 19. Thou believest there is one God. Okay. That's the first part. All right. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead, all right? (coughs) So, what do we have? Well, faith is a very inner thing, it's a very private thing. And when somebody says to me, I believe in Jesus, I can't say, Well, I don't think you do. Because it's inside of you. And I can't see in there. I can't tell what's in there. And I've had people come to me and say that to me. And I'm thinking to myself. I don't think so. But I can't say. Nah. You don't. Because I can't see inside of people. And there's people who come to me to be baptized. That I'm sure didn't know Jesus. But they swore up and down they did. And I can't say, nah, you're fake. Because I can't see you in there. So he says, what do we do with that problem? Somebody says they believe. And it's a very private thing. So where's evidence? Where is proof? Is there any evidence or proof? Well, here's something about faith. Is that faith can't sit still. Faith can't sit still you got to do something there's a great story <clears throat> that i like so much and you may have heard me say it before i'm going to say it again cuz it's a great story up in Niagara Falls is a true story uh, back at the turn of the century you know you used to stretch a, a tightrope and go across there without anybody telling you you couldn't <laughs> so There was a guy up there, and he stretched his tightrope across Niagara Falls, and he said, does anybody believe that I can walk on that tightrope? And people said, well, maybe, maybe a few. So he walked across, came back. Now do you believe? Yeah. Then he had a wheelbarrow. He says, does anybody believe I can walk across a tightrope, push a wheelbarrow over there? Well, I don't know about that. Some said, oh, yeah, okay, all right. So he walked across with a wheelbarrow. He came back. And he said, now, who believes that I can push that wheelbarrow across? And they said, we do, we do. He said, get in. Get in. You believe? Get in. Who's jumping in? All right? And that's the way faith is. Do you believe? Get in. Get in. You really believe, you've got to do something. you got to make a stand. you got to say, yes, I can do it. Do you believe? Yes, all right. Then get, in, get in the wheelbarrow, all right. So do you believe in Jesus? Faith will do things by its very nature. It will change a person. You can't have it in there and say, oh, I got it. With no evidence on the outside. Say, I believe in God's words. It says, do this. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance. So those are all evidence that God is in you, coming in you, and now it's changed your character. CHANGE THE WAY YOU BEHAVE. SO YOU WALK AROUND AND YOU'RE miserable, AND YOU'RE HARD TO GET ALONG WITH, AND YOU'RE IMPATIENT, AND YOU'RE BAD-TEMPERED, AND YOU GOT OUTBURST OF ANGER, AND THEN SOMEBODY SAYS, YOU BELIEVE? OH, YEAH, I BELIEVE. REALLY? IS THERE EVIDENCE INSIDE? That faith is real. And that's what James says. I look at your behavior and he says, uh, I ask, do you really believe? Now, then he's going to give us a couple examples. 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought his works and by works was faith made perfect? All right, the scripture saith, which was filled, Abraham believed God it was imputed to him for righteousness. He was called a friend of God. So see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. God said to Abraham, I want you to leave home. And he said, where do I go? He said, I'm not telling him, just go. Okay, so he wandered the rest of his life. Why? Because he believed God. God said, go, and he go. And then he got much more personal. He said, take your son Isaac and go up and put him, tie him up on an altar and, and sacrifice him to me and kill him. And Abraham said, okay. And he took him up, tied him up, laid him on the altar, and he even pulled a knife back. That's how close it got. And God said, oh, you're good. You believe. And the Bible says, how could he do that? Because he actually believed if God said, kill him, and that's the son you promised me. Then you're going to have to raise him from the dead. So I'll kill him and you raise him from the dead. That's called believing in God. All right. So Abraham says a father of people who genuinely believed. Or he proved that he trusted God when he left home and wandered the rest of his life. AND HE PROVED THAT HE TRUSTED GOD THAT HIS FAITH WAS REAL WHEN HE TIED UP HIS SON AND uh, LAID HIM ON A BUNCH OF ROCKS AND ALMOST KILLED HIM. GOD SAID, I GOT IT, YOU'RE PROVING IT. YOU'RE PROVING BY YOUR BEHAVIOR. AND HE GIVES US ANOTHER ONE, 25, LIKEWISE ALSO WAS NOT RAHAB THE HARLOT JUSTIFIED BY WORKS WHEN SHE RECEIVED THE messenger AND SENT HIM OUT ANOTHER WAY. And so Rahab said, I believe in the God of Israel. they're marching around the walls of Jericho. They marched around and marched around, marched around and the people inside are laughing. (laughs) They're just going to march around every day. Then they got a little more serious. On the seventh day, they marched around seven times. You know the story. The wall fell, every bit of the wall fell flat down except for where Rahab lived, stood right up there. And they came in. Two spies, and she says, you're from the Jews. I can tell by looking at you, uh, so I'm going to hide you because they'll kill you if they find you. So she hid them. Why did she hid them? Because she really believed that the God of the Jews was real. Proof? She hid the spies. There has to be some proof in our lives. Do you really believe? Is there proof in your life that you believe? All right, that he rewards people Who seek him. Sometime you got to step out. And say all right if God is real. Here I go. Here I go. And I found that to be pretty true. When we started this church. I was going to sign a mortgage for this church. With my name on the mortgage. I had all I could do to pay my mortgage. (laughs) And I said if God is real. Give me that pen. I'll sign it. And you got to step out, put yourself out, say, I believe, therefore I'm going to go. Just like David says, I believe in God, I'll go fight that 12 foot giant over there. I'll use a slingshot and knock him in the head. All right? He believes. He believes. All right? And so you got to take action. And some of the confusion lies in this particular idea. If you have grown up in this works system and you've been told all your life, all right, here's what you got to do, do this and you're a believer and you'll be okay, do this. And it's hard to get that out of your eye, your mind, hard to get that thinking out. So if I do God good things, if I do good things, then if I do good works. Then God loves me. And that's a flaw of thinking that comes from growing up in a work system. All right? God loves you when you do bad things, you do the wrong thing. God loves you. You can't do anything about God loving you by works, all right? And so uh, God loves me when I'm good. God loves me when I'm bad. God loves me when I disobey. It has no effect on it because that's not who God is. So God's not up there saying, let me keep track now. Oh, you were naughty today. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to add them up in the end and see where they come from. That's not how it works. My faith is going to believe in God. God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to accept you for what you are. Yes, I want your faith to be real inside of you, working out so that there's proof that it's real. And James says, you've got to have proof, 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You can't say, I believe in Jesus and sit on your hands the rest of your life. James says, so does the devil. <laughs> That's a powerful argument, right? If the devil believes, obviously you can't sit on your, you gotta do something. So faith being what it is, a driving force that moves us in some direction, can't sit still. It has to act. So Abraham took his son, tied him up on an altar, and almost killed him. And Rahab hides two spies in her roof underneath the flax that's drying up there, which is a very dangerous thing to do because she believes. And She steps out, and God protects her. When you step out, faith is real. So the confusion comes from growing up in a works-based system, where we think we got to earn something from God? No, no, no. Say, so don't we don't we get rewarded by our works? Yes, we do. We do get rewarded by our works, but it has nothing to do with the relationship. All right. God doesn't say, "I don't know if I would like you anymore." God's not. God is all for you all covered in love he just will do anything for you and he comes to your aid constantly whether you earn it or not now we're going to do good things and god's going to look at them and say all right let's see how they come out all right as as an idea that we need to serve god do things to serve God, but it has nothing to do with the relationship. He loves you no matter what. And so that's the real flaw in a works-based concept: is that we're going to earn God's love. No, you're not. You're not. It's already. You already got it. Right? You you're going to. What are you going to earn? Well, it says you earn a crown. We read in Revelations. They had crowns. You earn a crown. So God said, you did a good job serving me down here. I give you a reward. And what did they do with their crown? They threw it back at Jesus' feet. All right, they took the crown, throw it back at the feet of Jesus. In other words, hey, If I had any talent at all, if I had any ability at all, it came from God. He gave it to me. And so it's not like I did all this myself. God gave me what I have. I'm trying to give it back to him. All right. God makes us who we are. We serve God that way. And now we have something when the time comes to say, thank you, God. I appreciate what you did for me. I'm going to throw my crown at your feet. And it'll be a sad day when people are there empty-handed. You get up there and you're empty-handed and everybody's taking their crowns and throwing them at Jesus' feet and you're just standing there. Don't be that person. You heard it from Eric today. Don't be that person. All right? Thank you.